Welcome to the Captain's Coach Podcast. I'm the founder, Ben Smith, and we're excited to bring to you today a three-part series with Coach Al Barisi, the West Point lacrosse coach. And I'd also like to welcome our new co-host, Luke Poulos. He's a good friend, very intelligent, and someone who I feel is going to bring a lot of value to our audience. So I hope that you enjoy this interview today with Coach A and Luke Poulos. Enjoy. You are listening to the Captain's Coach Podcast, where we provide top insights into sports leadership to inspire team captains to lead their teams more effectively and help coaches to systematically develop and use them. Now, here's your co-host, Luke Poulos. Welcome to the Captain's Coach Podcast. I am your co-host, Luke Poulos, and I am excited to bring to you the very first episode as the Captain's Coach Podcast co-host, and I know you are excited as well as we have a great guest today in Coach Joe Albarisi. Coach Albarisi is entering his 14th season as the head coach of the Army West Point lacrosse team. Uh, I had the distinct privilege and honor to play for Coach A for four years uh, at West Point. Uh, Before that, he was an assistant coach uh, for Duke Lacrosse uh, under Mike Pressler um, and got his head coaching career started at uh, SUNY Oneonta. And he graduated from Alfred University where he was a three-year captain for that Division III program and holds six different scoring records. Uh, I had a great conversation with Coach A today. I hope you enjoy the interview. Uh, We cover a lot of topics from his own experiences as a captain, uh, his experiences as a coach with his captains and players, and we get a little insight into uh, his conceptual thoughts on leadership and and what makes a good captain. So without any further delay, uh, here is Coach Joe Albarisi. All right, Coach. Welcome to the Captain's Coach Podcast. Thanks for coming on. Luke, it's great to be with you. As mentioned in the introduction, Coach Alvarisi is the head lacrosse coach at Army West Point. I had the distinct privilege of playing for him for four years. If you have listened to the previous episode, you can find out a lot more than what you're going to hear today uh, and any other background on Coach A. Um, So... Without further ado, let's dive right in, Coach. Um, My first question for you. Uh, Attending Alfred, you were a three-year captain there. How or what do you think set you apart from your classmates and upperclassmen to be selected as a captain as a sophomore and junior? Well, you know, I've never asked him uh, this. Uh, uh, Coach Brown was my my coach, uh, Al Brown, and my uh, sophomore year was his first year um, that he, he came in. So uh, the program had been struggling to some point and, and um, up until he, he arrived. And I think he was just looking for some people um, that were like-minded, some, some folks that would, uh, or some players that would uh, represent the program um, in the right way and, and, and help get it going in, in the right direction. So um, I guess he saw something in me at that time that, Probably, um, uh, Luke, I mean, I had been a captain 
of our lacrosse team back at Auburn High School, but I probably didn't see myself as that guy um, as a uh, as a sophomore uh, for sure, um, and in our program. But um, uh, that that type of um, I don't want to say uh, how he he bestowed that captaincy on me along with a, a couple of other players, but uh, it was. Um, empowering for me you know empowering for me and gave me a lot of uh a belief a belief in myself but maybe i didn't quite have in, in myself at that time yeah it's great um so at alfred your coach uh he selected captains you weren't voted uh by your teammates or was there kind of a, a voting process as well as him selecting no i think you know at that time coming into a new a newer program um, I think he wanted it, the, his guys, so um, I was I I was selected uh, uh, by Coach Brown, and I believe through the throughout the three years, I, I think pretty much that's how he always did it. Um, uh, was that was more for him and his his uh, coaching staff um, mm-hmm. selected the game. Definitely awesome. So a, a mix of. Uh, the 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 product of the situation, uh, as well as as something that the your coach saw in you, in order for you to be a captain for for those three years. Um, you were saying that the the program was struggling for a few years as he was coming in. What were what were some of the biggest challenges as a captain that you encountered over those three years? Well, you know, I think I think uh, some of the biggest biggest pieces really was. Um, it, it was a Division three program, Luke, and just making um, the lacrosse piece a priority. You know, um, it, w- it was important to everybody, um, but in, in college life, I think um, uh, it's pretty easy to get um, uh, what's most important confused um, because there's there's a lot of a lot of other avenues and and. Uh, I think if, if, if we were looking at that in, in the program at that time, and, and I would say that's a struggle of any program, um, you know, almost any program um, in the country is just making what's most important, um, most important is as simple as that. So I, I think that that was uh, Coach Brown's, um, you know, uh, what what he had to handle when he got in there and in, 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 um, uh, putting together a program, a structure, uh, where, where work, um, and dedication to, to the sport was, was something to be, um, uh, uh, to be emulated and, and something that, um, you know, more, more, more players had to do in order for us to be successful. Yeah. So really, really trying to create that, that buy-in and the motivation uh, like you said, to make the team and and the program a priority, and that's definitely a challenge, especially as you were saying, a Division three program for any sport, but especially a sport like lacrosse, where you don't have the the reality of a future in the sport uh, once you get past college. So definitely, uh, I, w- I would say having to to build that buy-in to a program basically from scratch as a new coach and as a young captain. That's that's definitely one of the tougher things you'll probably have to go through um, as a program. Um, is there anything that, you know, we never want to have regrets, but is there anything that you wish you could have uh, done more of as a captain or anything that you would go back and change uh, if you had the opportunity? 
Oh, no question. Uh, I mean, I, I think it's, it's, I probably haven't spent as much time thinking about those three years. Yeah. Um, uh, you, you're, uh, you're, our, our off air conversations about, Hey, you know, you're going to talk to me a little bit about this. Um, probably I thought more about it <laughs> in, <laughs> in that year that, than I had in the, in the previous 30 since I graduated. But it, it, um, you know, when I think of, um, or what I know now and what my expectations are for my captains um, and the standards that I hold them to and, and the expectations and the coaching of them. Uh, it, it is um, entirely different, you know, entirely different. I, I, I wish I was the captain, um, uh, the type of captain that, uh, you know, we have here, he, we have here at Army. I mean, I probably, uh, we, we had some success, uh, at success at Alfred University, but probably we could add some more if, if I was more of the leader that, uh, we have here at West Point. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know that I fully understood. I, I understood the honor. Um, I looked at, I looked at the captaincy, captaincy, especially as a young guy was because of um, uh, my behaviors. And, and, and I felt probably um, that modeling them, them was good enough, mm-hmm. you know, uh, at that time, like, okay, Hey, I'm doing the right thing. Uh, I'm trying to do the right thing. I'm, I'm putting in the extra effort. I'm putting in the time of practice. Uh, I'm putting in the time in the weight room. Mm-hmm. And, and what I, what I came up short in for sure, was really um, exhorting my teammates to do the same, you know, uh, to 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 uh, apply verbal pressure or to, mm-hmm. to help bring bring them along. Like, hey, I'm I'm going to do some extra shooting. Why don't you come with me? You know, is more of like, well, this is what I'm going to do, and 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 uh, um, you know, if they if they hear about it or they see about it, hopefully it's uh, inspiring to them. You know, it just was probably a a really immature way of looking at things um, back then. And, and, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, I, I don't want to, I guess it's regret. I'm regretting it now as we're talking about it. Um, but I certainly see the ways of which I could have been a much more effective leader. Yeah. So that, that's really interesting. And I think that's what a lot of guys, uh, guys and gals go through as a captain, um, thinking that being a, a leader by example, um, can be frustrating at times if you if you aren't fully understanding of the the influence and the role that you can like you said that pressure that you can put on your teammates um, just that little nudge of influence uh, to get them to do the same things as you and not just expecting or or hoping that they're going to emulate you uh, for what you're doing um, that's great so yeah. it definitely it definitely sounds like your experiences. Uh, as a captain have, have shaped how you approach your team captains and how you approach leadership uh, inside of your own program today. Uh, going into that, uh, what, are, what are some of the fundamental values and principles that you preach and stress as a coaching staff and in a program that encourage leadership on the Army West Point lacrosse team? Well, I mean, Luke, you've been a part of it, and I think that uh, what you hear and, and, and what we talk about a seemingly uh, uh, an, an endless uh, pace is is about the family, you know, and um, about the responsibilities uh, 
um, you have to the family and, and making it a better place the responsibility do you have you have to the brothers uh, on your team and and you know that that selflessness um, that that uh, you need to have in order to be uh, a high functioning family um, you have to be about the other people and and that is a, you know just a consistent message um, it's highlighted again and again in the program um, and it's called out when when it isn't the case uh, usually in a more of a one-on-one uh, situation but um, you know and then again that family that empowerment type of feet of of, uh, of uh, the empowerment factor of what a, a high functioning family gives you you know that that comfort level um, that that um, desire to um, not only be excellent for yourself but because you know it's a positive effect on your on your brother, so um, you know I think that that is a, a key component uh, to our program, to our culture, uh, the family piece, and and then and and then that's tied in um, with us as as we're you know I think the toughness part of of um, really fits well with the academy, um, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, within our program, you know, just to again um, the mental, the, the emotional. Um, and of course, the physical toughness um, that that we need uh, from the individual to make us all better are are really two of the the, the key components to us um, in you know in our success or, or what we think is going to make us successful is, is creating that family environment and, and really holding holding um, each other to a standard of of uh, mental and mental emotional and physical toughness uh, time and again. Yeah, that was that was definitely something that that was touched on with my conversation with Ben on the previous episode uh, was really that that team cohesion that I keep that I kept coming back to that that family environment. Um, And like you said, it's really a comfort level that it really uh, brings to the table. One of the questions he'd asked me was a time that I'd ever felt vulnerable. um, And we had discussed uh, me being the quote private and then uh, the, the pregame uh, speeches that all the seniors give uh, on Fridays before games and, and really that, that family atmosphere is really conducive and it allows you to be vulnerable because you know that, that all the brothers around you have your best interests and that it's, it's only going to enhance the entire family. And then we also discussed that, that toughness factor. Uh, I told a little bit about the, the lunchbox and the, the tradition that goes with that. So, is there anything else that goes on behind the scenes um, like the lunchbox that, that maybe your players or the outside world uh, doesn't get to see that you and the, the rest of the coaching staff do to promote leadership development or team cohesion? Yeah. I mean, I think, I think there's, you know, lots of, lots of little things, you know, uh, for example, that I, I just think are, are not, you know, maybe more along the lines of attention to detail, uh, you know, Luke, like, Hey, we tuck our shirts in no matter where we are, you know, uh, whether it's in the weight room, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, a way of doing things. You know, you run to practice uh, every day, you run back from practice. And again, you know, in and of themselves, are they really, really tough, but there's, there's all types of, uh, of um, those little pieces and expectations within the practice and, 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 you know, where, 
where with, even within our practices, the, the running piece for running sake, I mean, we, we do it, but um, I'm sure you would see or most feel that the, the, the bulk of the conditioning is just the pace at which the, or the expectation of the pace of practice itself and how you sprint, you know, between the drills and, 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 uh, the, the, the little, the little pieces like that are continually, uh, developing, uh, our toughness, you know, uh, developing the cohesion, uh, because when you start to do things that are, are difficult and you're, you're doing them together, um, that's going to always, uh, always, uh, build your cohesion. So, um, you know, those are some of the things. And you know, of course we have, we have various, um, you know, little 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 reminders uh, for us. I think it was your senior year. We brought out the bat. The bat is, uh, <laughs> yeah. is still uh, is still is still 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 uh, a big part of what we do, and um, right. you know the lunchbox and 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 all. So there's those there's those reminders. The rock uh, sits really mm-hmm. prominently, um, you know, from your brother's time. Sits very prominently in our new. Uh, uh, a locker room, the the, the new um, Fen, the Foley enters, Nate, the uh, uh, lacrosse center. It's, it's it's real prominent, and the guys see it. And and probably over time, I've I've done a better job the last few years anyway of of um, of uh, telling the story of the Rock, you know, and, and bringing relevance to it. Um, and you know, I've maybe lost sight of that for a few years. So um, there's the constant reminders of it, of of uh, you know, uh, of us having, uh, you know, all of us, uh, being better than any one of us. And, and, uh, those tough times, those, those, uh, uh, tougher things that we do, um, certainly enhances our cohesion for sure. Yeah, that's all great stuff, coach. I, I, I can personally attest to all those things. Um, the, the attention to detail, uh, is, is about as great as you will find at any, organization, let alone uh, any sports program in the country. And I know looking back, I appreciate all those things. Um, it's funny you mentioned that the tucking the shirt in, you can uh, definitely a habit that I have not been able to break. Um, is tucking <laughs> the shirt in while I work out. You probably don't look like the coolest guy in the gym when you're No, doing definitely. It, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's worth it though. Um, <laughs> so that, that, like I said, that's, that's all great things. And, and, uh, again, my conversation with Ben uh, between the, these two, uh, it's it's pretty easy to see why you've built and how you've built such a a strong culture and such a strong environment um, in the Army Lacrosse program. Um, and and one of the ways that coaches and and program directors build these these cultures and continually improve their their team cohesion and their environment is is getting the right uh, players into their programs. Um, so my next question for you coaches is, is how, if it, if it does at all, uh, does leadership potential factor into your recruiting process as you are continually looking to develop and, and maintain and improve the, the culture of the army lacrosse team? Yeah. You know, that, that, that's a, a great question, Luke. And I, I wish I could, I could, uh, sum that up. Um, I think it's a feel. I get a feel for for a young man, um, but I, I'm also very blessed to be working at uh, you know what I feel is the the greatest institution in the world, the United States Military Academy, and and because I because we're here because we're recruiting for this place, 
um, when a young man um, is interested in West Point and we do our best to really lay it out for them, like this is what it is in terms of, you know, we have them come to class, you know, they, they stay, they typically stay with a freshman or a sophomore, somebody who has less privileges uh, than, than others. Um, when they, and, and, and after all of that, that, that they, they've said yes, mm -hmm. um, I think we're in a pretty good position uh, for a guy with leadership potential, just because mm -hmm. um, uh, what, what's so special and why I love, one of the reasons why I love my guys so much and I have so much admiration for them is simply, you know, the fact that, that um, they all have had other great opportunities and, and would, would have gone on to have good lives. Um, but because they've decided to be part of something bigger than themselves and to serve others, they've really opened themselves up to having a great life. And, 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 you know, those are the young men that I get to work with and, and I'm so blessed because I get those opportunities. So, you know, I wish I had some like, uh, something to, to, uh, uh hand over to your listeners and say, you know, oh, this is what I'm looking for. And this is, this is the line of questioning that I do. Um, but just throughout the recruiting process and just the fact that they are looking here and, and they're interested in here and, 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 and uh, ultimately commit uh, to this place, you really, you, you get a set or you're going to have somebody who has potential, you know, whether they, they actually realize it while they're here you know, that, that, that's something that you try to bring them to, but, um, that, that they're least, least open to it. So that's I'm not that's trying to dodge the question, but I guess that's, no. that's about as honest as I can answer it, you know? No, coach, coach, that's great. Uh, I think one of the, the big takeaways from that, that, that coaches and program directors can take away is, is putting everything out on the line, being completely upfront. Like you said, when, when we come up for our visits or recruits come for their visits, you don't stick them with a junior or senior that might have more opportunities to show them around uh, a little bit of the better side of life. We get paired up with freshmen and sophomores um, and we're staying in the, in the barracks with the cadets and, and we're seeing what life is really like for those first two years, a little glimpse of it at least. Um, and I think being completely transparent like that is something that uh, coaches and programs can take back. Uh, something that they can stress. So that way they're, they can gauge their response from those uh, potential players um, in the same way that you do, you know, kind of just inherently you lay it out all on the line. Uh, this is what it is. We're not trying to sugarcoat it. And their response kind of says, uh, says enough for you to understand that they have what you're looking for in terms of character or leadership potential. So that's, that's still a, a great answer to the question, Coach. Thanks for listening to the Captain's Coach Podcast with Luke Poulos. If you liked what you just heard, please give us a five-star review on iTunes and check out our website at captainscoach.com. Join us next time for another edition of the Captain's Coach Podcast.